Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined by Dan Holloway. How you doing? Yes. Good? Pretty good. I named this episode uh, Nightmare in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, that was stupid. That was that series just pissed me the fuck off to no end. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of <clears throat> some bad luck, I guess, was part of it, but mostly it was just stupidity. Um, like, the, the defense in the first game especially, there, there's no, and you're seeing it now, Heredia is in the outfield almost mm-hmm. every night now. Because you just can't put Marcelo. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna is the most unathletic athlete I've ever seen in my life. Like, he has no hand-eye coordination. He runs like a fucking, like he was a stampede right. bull. It's, he's kind of like Manny Ramirez without the charm yeah. in left field. Yeah, he also does happen to be a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, like he's pretty fucking dumb. Mm. Uh, but before we get into that, there was a fun local piece of baseball news I wanted to start with. Oh, well, I mean, the... There's a, a regional, one of, the, one of the regionals is here. Yeah, yeah, UT's playing in the yeah, College World but, Series here. But uh, there was a fun Little League incident, Dan, if you want to pull up this video. Uh, an umpire uh, in Dripping Springs ended a game, and the video kind of went viral. It was fun, like, parents and umpire going back and forth. Sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, let me put some headphones on for this one. Yeah, there's an ending line that I really enjoy especially. Uh, but yeah, so basically, if there's a little league game, uh, the coach had already gotten thrown out for arguing balls and strikes, like really annoyingly, I guess. In little league, huh? In little league, yeah. Okay. And then the parents took up for the coach. So here's the video. Yeah, if you want to just roll it. You don't we already work. heard you. I'm gonna forfeit the team. We're so done. Shut up. We're done. Okay. The game's over. Okay. Oh boy. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> like being a first responder entitles you to be a cunt at a little league game. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's so fucking funny. So apparently, by the way, that woman who yelled that, so there's this uh, account, it's from Ann Hudson, who's like a radio DJ around here. Yeah. And uh, on like the Bobby Bone show, I think. Anyway, so anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> he, I guess earlier in the game, that umpire had warned the woman because at this Little League game, this game with children, uh, whenever her team would hit a pop fly, she would yell, I got it, to try to confuse the other team of children into dropping the ball so she's awesome is what you're saying yeah 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 pretty pretty fucking cool what a stupid bitch (laughs) uh not surprised i mean i i I suppose we've all brushed up against some of this in our childhood right oh yeah people that are taking a little too seriously um like i as a player took it seriously as a child as a child yeah i really don't feel like uh this is in any way appropriate it's just fucking weird. I, I'm actually surprised, like, if my parents had done that, I would have been furious. Like, just out of, like, sheer embarrassment. Yeah. I would have been like, what <laughs> the fuck, dad? Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed, by the way, that the guy was like, he was like, my son was arguing balls and strikes. He came to you like a man. I don't know, man. I fucking... I, it's... it's I, <laughs> the guy says, if you don't stop, I'm going to forfeit the game. And the guy continues. Actually, they elevated after that. Yeah. So I'm not sure what they expected to happen. It wasn't, this is what happens in, in arguments for most people. They care more about winning the argument than solving the issue or learning the truth or whatever the case is, right? Um, that's not a great way to go through life, by the way. No, it's not. It doesn't seem fun. Like, what? So you proved your point and you made your fucking internet video and your kid lost, right? <laughs> because of you. So. Maybe take him out for ice cream or something. I don't know. Yeah, good times. I'm sure. I'm sure, that'll be a fun story in the I future. Mean, it, it's that's like the fucking. It's the American way now. How can I make this about me? 
Yeah. What about how I feel about this? Like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> dude. No one cares how you feel. Got nothing to do with you. Uh, but yeah, that's always. I honestly, and if you have any good umpire videos like this or little league videos like this, please send them in because this and. and entertains me endlessly like i wish my tiktok feed was just nothing but these videos yeah i mean it would be nice and also just if there if we reach a critical mass of these videos the aggregate shame may prevent some of it in the future <laughs> like you, people don't want to you don't want to be that person that uh gets caught pretending to do charity work anymore because of that stupid bitch in la yeah that uh, uh, she was. She took the paintbrush away from the guy and stood next to the wall like this. And then the guy took a picture and she handed it back to him and went and got in her car. Yeah. And then got mad that somebody was filming her. That doing someone it. found out that she yeah. did it. Like you're mad that people caught you being a piece of shit. No. How about not be a piece of shit? Well, look, why should you have to pay for crime? somebody else's? That's, somebody else noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I do agree with that actually. Yeah. Keep your uh, fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that Arizona series. So we talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it a little more up on the next topic. But uh, this is one of the series in our in the Braves kind of cushy stretch in late May all the way through June that you're like, yeah, the Braves need to take two or three yeah. on this series. Maybe sweep. Uh, game one, we're pretty hyped. Spencer Strider's fucking starting. Yeah, which I've been calling for for a while. Yeah. We all wanted that. We all. I was. I was excited to watch him just throw gas. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck. Uh, he looked great, but the people playing behind him did not. Well, including himself on that first. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like that would have been uh, n- no, no guaranteed out for sure. That's a tough play to make. But it, Austin Riley, <clears throat> aside from maybe Machado and. Uh, uh, Arenado, or probably the, he's probably one of the best at making that particular play, mm-hmm. and it's a play that Chipper Jones is great at too. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe big lumbering white dudes are <laughs> good at charging the ball from third base. But anyways, yeah, that that really fucked him up. I, I think. I think that luckily you didn't notice it getting his head too much, right? No, he seemed pretty level. Like he seemed like he always seems. Yeah, uh, and he was throwing gas the whole game. I, I forget. I mean, he had a lot of strikeouts. I want to say. But the next play, the, like literally the very next batter, Marcelo Zuna has like maybe the worst play on a fly ball I've ever seen. Yeah, to the, to the point where it was like I didn't know if he had seen a fly ball before. Yeah, like he reacted to it like it was a new thing. Yeah, I mean it, the Diamondbacks have a pretty spacious outfield, mm-hmm. but there is no reason with a guy on first base in the first inning that you would be playing for wall scrapers. Right. Like you're, this is not something that you do in the first inning of any game. Yeah. And maybe in a playoff game, maybe, but definitely not here. And he's either he's, he's both playing way too far back for fucking Peralta. I mean, it's not like the dude can hit home runs. Sure. But it's not like his, the, the analytics on him don't show that you need to be playing back that far. And I don't, he's like fairly fast. I feel like, like you're not, He's not slow. He's just stupid. So he gets a horrible job. No, no. I'm talking about Peralta. Oh, Peralta. Yeah. So yeah, like, you, th- there's no such thing really as kind of no doubles for him unless you no. literally catch the ball. <clears throat> yeah. Like he's getting, he's gonna get to second base. Yeah. So I, I don't know I, what the plan was there. If he was out of, I think he was out of position and he got a bad jump and he's a bad fielder in general. Yeah. But that was a can of corn. That was a routine fly ball. Yes. And it hits the ground. And the guy's in second base and it runs scores. Like hits what the ground the fuck, because man? he slides. Yeah. yeah. Feet first at the ball. Yeah. I, I I like I had no idea what to even think watching that play. I was just like, God damn it, dude! No, that get, was really stupid. Get him the fuck off the field, and then the very next batter hits a fucking bomb. Yeah, and that I mean, kudos to uh, Strider's going to give up home runs because he throws high fastballs, especially in a st- in a stadium like this. Um, but he's a low whip guy; doesn't walk too many people, and he strike he has strikeout power. So it's that's not something you really concern yourself with. But it does mean. And when people do get on base, that's not great for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a three-run home run candidate. Yeah, uh, and uh, you can't have sloppy defense behind a guy like that because no, you're gonna you get you get fucked eventually. You need to keep people off the fucking bases. Yeah. And what what sucks too is that uh, the Braves had scored in the top of that inning, so Strider gets to go out there with a lead. Yeah, uh, and through the first two batters, I believe this all happened with two outs. Correct. Yeah, I did, yes. Yeah. So for the through the first two batters, I mean, he fucking dominated those guys, mm-hmm. and quite frankly. Uh, the two guys who got on base, he induced extremely weak contact. Now, mm-hmm. one of them was perfectly placed, so fine. Yeah, that probably is not an out unless Strider plays it perfectly and mm. fucking guns it in. Yeah. Uh, but the Ozuna one, also dog shit contact. 
and that drops and then the next one was pretty pretty good contract. yeah he had a that he fucking destroyed that ball yeah like that was i don't i didn't know that spencer turned around for that uh then in game two and so there's that game and you're like all right fuck okay we lost game one we need to win this series because we're in this stretch where we need to be just winning series mm-hmm. but okay fine you're probably gonna take t- you you can't ever expect a sweep so it's like okay we can still take two or three what we need to do is take two or three so who cares what order it happens in let's win the next two that's okay Braves, most of game two, look fantastic, kind of play the game. They, they're playing their game. They're up. They're, I think they're up, what, 5-2, 6-2, something like that? Um, I think it was 6-2, and they lost 8-7. Yeah, it was 6-2, um, and then 6-4 after the, after the uh, six, bottom of the six. Yeah. So they scored two in the bottom of the six. The bullpen just kind of kept bleeding runs, yeah. bleeding runs, bleeding runs. Then Jansen comes in. Okay, it's fine. It's a one-run lead. Kenley Jansen, one of the best closers of the last 15 years. Yeah, but... He's going to blow him. Yeah, he's definitely going to blow this one. I mean... Like, I knew before he walked out there that it the Braves... I, I didn't, it didn't feel good. I didn't know that they were going to lose necessarily, but I knew that he wouldn't get the save. I just assumed that uh, that was the case, which is probably not a great thing, but it is what it is. I mean, he's a guy, like, he... And we knew this going in. Like, he lets people on base a lot. He's He's... <clears throat> kind of a high wire act i mean it's the same thing we dealt with with will smith last year right like i mean there's never it's never an easy save no definitely not uh and or and then sometimes it just turns into not a save which is what happened and then the braves lose in extra innings i turned it off after the ninth because i legitimately cannot stand to watch extra innings Mm. in any iteration so but i kind of figured i went to bed and i kind of figured like i don't think i'm gonna wake up to good news in the morning well i i went to bed as well but uh i had i knew for a fact i wasn't gonna wake up to good news yeah and then the in the top of the 10th uh we Dan, scored didn't we dansby's on second as is the case right the automatic runner ozuna singles um swanson scores all right cool we're up seven six ozuna gets thrown out completely unnecessary with no outs at third base which is a cardinal rule you do not make the first or last out at third base because you're already in fucking scoring position he's so he he beefed it there again that's twice he fucked uh, up in the series so yeah you, honestly who knows what would have happened in the bottom of the 10th either way but he definitely cost the braves a lot of opportunities with uh uh matt olsen coming up and travis darno coming up both of whom are getting pretty hot at this point right yeah. Yeah. so it's like you took yourself, you, you changed everything by fucking up on the bases unnecessarily in a, in a way that is a cardinal rule to not do it. I, I'm, I'm just about done with Marcelo Zuna's bullshit. Man, it's, we're going to talk about that a little later too, but like it's getting rough. And I honestly don't care how many hard hit balls he has. Like he's, he's and we'll, get, we'll get more into him later. But yeah, he, he, he had like a big hand in both of these losses. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, it's getting fucking annoying. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and another thing, by the way, I'm just annoyed at our base running in general. Mm-hmm. It's fu- like, it's unbelievable. The yeah, mistakes these people I mean, are it, making. Ozuna and, uh, uh, what's du- his name? Duvall. Duvall, especially like they're the two worst base yeah. runners I've ever seen in my life. But even, I mean, you even get, you even starting to get the shit out of like Ozzy Albies and stuff like that a little mm-hmm. bit where the, and what's weird though, is that like conversely, uh, as bad, it's all, like mid play decisions, right? Mm. Like it's not like they're stealing bases when they shouldn't or something like that. It's all like this in the heat of the moment shit, which is a little bit worrying because like I mean, goddamn, what are you going to do when it like really matters? Like, yeah. How bad like are, are you getting you like Well, we saw with Duvall last year. He fucked up twice on the base paths in the, the playoffs. In the yeah. playoffs. So, I mean, that's you, you I understand that not every game is the most important game ever, but the fundamentals have to be always. Otherwise, you lose them. They're, right. they're, those are perishable skills. And, uh, I mean, it's not just the Braves. All of baseball has forgotten how to run the bases. Except oh, for like, There's like five dudes that do it right anymore. You want to know who's leading the league in uh, Fangraph's base, uh, base running metric by a good amount, too? Uh, which team? Yeah. If I had to guess, I would say the Rays. Be the Dodgers. Mm. Of course, because they don't really do anything wrong. No, well, definitely not. Um, so yeah, game three though, Kyle Wright steps on the mound for a day game. He is our stopper. He was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Well, and, we've uh, got we've got two stoppers in the lineup now. Yeah. In the in the rotation rather, which is nice. 
because Freed is the same. Um, yeah, he looked great. Uh, it looked Arizona. We made they're they're not as bad as they were last year. Obviously, no. like they're a five hundred ball club. They'll yeah. they'll probably be a five hundred ball club at the end of the year. Well, and what's interesting too with Arizona uh, that I heard on the Braves broadcast the other day is uh, so you can look at their record and be like, yeah, they're whatever, they're okay. Uh, they're not as bad as I thought, but they're not like good necessarily. Mm. They're one and nine against the Dodgers, and they're still twenty five and twenty seven. Right. So you take out those games against the most stacked team in the league, and they're quite a bit over five hundred. Yeah. Uh, so the record's a little misleading in, in some ways. Arizona's. I still think they're not very good. I, they're just a five hundred club, maybe four fifty, something yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, you you got to play the teams in your division, so right can't really just say that that doesn't count um bump garners a good starter uh which is funny because we face two guys that have no business beating a team like the braves uh they both win and then bump garner the best pit, what like he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball right now statistically speaking he's having he's having an incredible yeah, year you got to think he's probably on the block uh yeah he's he was on the block as soon as they signed him <laughs> they know they suck the reason they signed him is is I suspect the same reason uh, outside of just general hopefulness that Philly signed Castellanos and Schwarber, which is to for trade bait, yeah. which is not a bad plan. If you sign them to short-term, decent temp, for, uh, team-friendly contracts, you can typically get a lot in the way of young capital yeah. out of that. Anyways, yeah, Kyle Wright looked good. Six innings, no, uh, no runs. Um, fucked us on the over for strikeouts. He stopped at five again. Yeah, every it's every fucking game is five. Strikeouts. Did that last time too. Like I'm, uh, he's, <clears throat> he's costing me money. Um, but whatever, I'll take yeah. the dub. But, but yeah, yeah, so that that sucked. That series uh, is definitely one we could have swept and should have uh, at least taken two or three. Like the the games game two should have been a win. There's no reason that shouldn't have been a win. Um, yes, game one's fine. That's yeah. fine. We lost. But yeah, we should have taken this series. Yeah. So that sucks. Can't do that again because the Mets are getting into their rough stretch right now. Yeah. Started a series against the Dodgers last night. Lost. Uh, the Braves beat up the, uh, the Rockies pretty good yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I think we're nine and a half back now. Yeah, we're nine and a half back. We're ten and a half when I wrote this outline yesterday. Um, the Mets have the best record in baseball. Yeah, that's not going to persist, though. Right. Like they're, With uh, no Scherzer or DeGrom right now. Yeah. I mean, look, if they can make it through even 500 over this stretch for them, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Yep. Um, I don't know that they will, though, because they have no pitching right now. You, th- you say that, but the pitchers they have are pitching really well. Bassett and Carrasco and um, fuck, there's another one who's also... I, I keep picking up Mets pitchers for uh, spot starts on my fantasy team, and they keep unfortunately deliver oh taiwan walker yeah i wouldn't count on any of that continuing Mm -hmm. um especially as they go up against these more difficult teams but again if they all they got to do is play 500 ball through the stretch and they're going to be in good position i agree like they might not hold these numbers to september but all these guys need to do while waiting for scherzer and and degrom to come back Mm -hmm. i mean if degrom's not dead which he probably is uh all they need to do is keep up these numbers for another month and a half. Yeah. Right? They don't need to do it all year. They need to keep the Mets treading water. Well, they're not treading water. They're the best rate in baseball, but they need to tread water over this next month, and they're fucking good to go. Yeah. Then they can freely suck ass or regress to the mean or whatever after the Mets get their, their big boys back. Yeah. Um, I mean, Walker, fuck, 288 ERA, 128 whip. Uh, Bassett three six six ERA one one seven WHIP and uh, Carrasco three six three ERA one two one WHIP. I mean that all plays. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. God damn it. Um. So the Braves are nine and a half back. The Mets have a brutal June. They got the Dodger. They, I mean, they get everybody. They get the Dodgers. I think twice and the Astros and shit like that. Uh, this is also what we said in a couple episodes ago. Th- this is cake for the Braves. Like mm. this is the Braves' squishiest part of their schedule. So, uh, and then there's also three games between the Mets and uh, the Braves in mid-July, right after this stretch. Is it before or after the All-Star Before. Okay. So here's my question. How many games back do you think we need to be? What's an ideal, what's a bad number of games back? And what's a, what's a okay number of games back to be after the All-Star break? Um, I mean. Or at the All-Star break. I I would say bad is over 10 and 10 or under is fine. You think 10 at the All-Star break? Yeah, just the way the Braves play. I mean, it's not like they've, they've overcome the last, well, you remember, uh, we weren't 10 out last year. No, six, six and a half, I think six and a half, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, 
this is a a much better team in my opinion. Now, Braves they, team, yeah, maybe maybe they uh, have a lull because of the playoff hangover shit that happens. That's that's very possible that they start to fucking nosedive towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet, but that's not really their habit to do that. It's usually they ramp up pretty hard yeah. in that time. So, and I don't think they necessarily need to win the division. Um, I would like them to win the division. Sure. I mean, I, at this point, it's the regular season, so all I care about, especially still now, like, look, if we get into August and we're like eight games out, yeah, I'm not going to care about the division. I'm just, I'm just going to care about making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be better to win the division, but I don't think San Francisco is. Uh, they, they are to some degree putting it together right now, but their pitching is way worse this year than it was last year. Yeah. So far. They've had quite a bit of luck this year. I mean, they uh, added Radone, Rado- but, Rado- but also, I think, isn't Webb kind of regressing? Yes, like big time regressing. So uh, that, may, that may be a one-for-one swap, but they also lost Gosman. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's yeah. So we're really talking about the Padres, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they... <laughs> every time... Um, Tatis comes back, they get hot for like five or six games, and then they suck with him. Yeah, I don't know why they're so bad with him on the field. I mean, he still puts up numbers. Yeah, he puts up numbers, but he doesn't help the team win. It's weird. It, it is very bizarre. It could be just a coincidence, right? He's still it's still young in his career, but I I, I think uh, winning one of the first two wild cards isn't going to be that big of a deal for the Braves. I look, I'm confident in the Braves against literally anybody, especially in a short series. Mm. Like, there's no holes in the pitching. Yeah. Like we don't we don't necessarily have like the, the most elite pitching, but I'll take Max Fried against anyone in Game One. The bullpen's fucking fine mm. if as long as Kenley's not having you know little and oopsies, little episode. Yeah, um, but I still like yeah the safer the better I guess with mm. with that. I would like to see them within six or under at the All Star break. I don't. I'm not going to feel good about the division with just how seemingly competent the Mets are this year so far more than six games out and honestly if if the mets get exposed like i think they should a little bit and Mm -hmm. the braves play like i definitely think they fucking should it really should be like a four game lead like i think we should be able Mm -hmm. to shave off six especially with the fact that we're playing them yeah in july right before the right before the all-star break like we should be able to shave some games well if you win that series you shave one Right. right so at least some of it's in your hands uh Luckily, I, I don't know. It's been it's happened in spurts this year. I, I don't remember last year the Braves' offense going up and down this much. It just seemed like it sucked for a while, and then it didn't suck anymore. Yeah, but I mean, it, like certain guys, you know, because Dansby's always streaky. Uh, even Freddie, like P- he, Freddie, has a, a a a reputation for being like a really consistent hitter and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and. He he was still like streaky as well. Like he he was not not as streaky as like Dansby or like some other dudes. Like Marcelo Zuna is really mm. even though he wasn't on the team last year really. Um, but even Freddie like has ups and downs that are more pronounced than you would think out of a guy who has such a consistency reputation. Yeah, um, Riley's been streaky this year, which has hurt a lot. Yeah, like his down times have been really rough for the Braves. Uh, luckily, over the last fifteen days, he's hitting three twenty eight, but. Uh, and not striking out quite as much, but um, even more so the last like ten days. I think he's hitting five hundred. He's hit five home runs in the last yeah, like eight or nine games. I think something like yeah. that. And he- uh, Dansby's been pretty hot recently. Obviously, Darno's been pretty hot. He's, mm-hmm. he's hit fucking hit two home runs. Two yesterday. last night, yeah. Um, but yeah, last yesterday was a good game. I mean, that's kind of it's it's hard to make judgments based on a game that happens at Coors Field. Uh, right Ian, of all the pitchers on the Braves Ian Anderson's probably the worst to pitch there because his out pitch is a straight changeup. yeah and um a straight changeup has some movement one way or the other depending on the grip his moves a little more than most people's yeah but his the the majority of his movement is down and not uh horizontally right it's vertical movement um so like it, it the bottom falls out of that thing yeah. now that that's a problem. Slow curves and change-ups, straight change-ups in Coors Field are a problem because you hang them way at, at a much higher rate than any other place. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's like a double whammy. Not only are you hanging it, but the air is thinner. So when the ball gets hit, there's less resistance. Um, somebody 
who was it? Somebody last week hit a fucking five, a four ninety three foot home run. Uh, I do not recall. With this, it just happened the other day. With this squishy ass ball this year, he still hit a four hundred. It's the right. longest home run in the history of Coors Field. <laughs> um, somehow, well, not that year that they had the fucking home run derby, obviously. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, Ian Anderson still kept it together. Ten hits, five runs. He struck out nine. His his changeup actually looked pretty good, mm-hmm. but he did like I, the ones that were good were good, and but he hung and. When you hang a straight changeup, especially the one he throws, which is it starts on the outer part of the plate and breaks down and in, or starts off the plate and comes in, it's either a ball way outside, or if it hangs, I mean, it's either a ball way outside, or it is a thigh-high, 85-mile-per-hour piece of shit right down the goddamn middle. Well, he just, in general, he throws, to me, like a kind of heavier ball that I think is just like totally neutralized by Coors Field. And I remember last year during the World Series, uh, in the game Anderson started that he pitched brilliantly in, it was the really cold, rainy game. Mm. And I remember see- seeing at the start of it how shitty the weather was. I mean, like, oh, this is a perfect day for Anderson mm. to throw. Like, that is Anderson in cold, shitty weather yeah. where you're going to sting your hands and shit like that. Uh, that's ideal for him. So on a crisp, clear Colorado summer day, not as, not as much. No. I mean, it, it is what it is. But he bat- the, the important thing is, and this is what good pitchers do is they even when they don't have their best stuff whether it's their fault or not right in this case it, it may have been a little of this a little of that um <clears throat> you pitch through it right you, yeah. you just learn how to deal with it and it doesn't hurt when you get 13 runs and support nine in the first five innings right i mean that's you can't complain about that yeah is what it is uh, another thing you can't complain about by the way is gambling at mybookie.com if you love sports and you love making money then you need to go to mybookie.com. It is the place for you. Not only does betting with MyBookie make every game more exciting, but when you sign up using the promo code DRINKINGBROS, your first deposit is instantly doubled up to $1,000. With thousands of bets to make on all your favorite sports, there's no shortage of ways for you to win at MyBookie. Uh, I assume you did not win last night? Uh, no, I did, actually. On the dubs? Yeah. What You bet on the Celtics? I, I bet... Uh I, yeah, I took the money line actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it was. So I thought the best bet it was either the and I said this on the show on the Tuesday morning recap right, yeah. or whatever. Uh, the Warriors were going to lose game one or two, and it just the debate about one or two. I figured if I bet the first one, then that's the most exciting bet to make because I think if they won last night, they would definitely lose Sunday. Now yeah. I think they're definitely going to win Sunday and I'll make more money then. There you go. So. At mybookie.com. Uh, there's amazing lines and props. Like we were talking about earlier, we like to bet strikeout props, although mm-hmm. Kyle Wright is killing us uh, this yeah. month on that. Uh, mybookie.com is also home to several exclusive contests and promotions. They also have a casino and it's not like some sketchy electric casino. Like there's a person on camera like dealing the cards yeah if you see that one in the fucking like in vegas anywhere in vegas they'll have the little horse racing game yeah but it's motorized horses going around like you that's not a gamble they're just taking your money yeah (laughs) that's like this this is an actual dealer a live dealer that's dealing out cards yeah everybody just i found a lot of luck in the video poker machines at truck stops Those are usually my go-to. Actually, yeah. Tim Pool makes a fucking ton of money on those. And I, used, <laughs> I, when he first told me about it, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think so, dude. You're full of shit." And then he showed me. Uh, he went out the next night after I left uh, his place and went to like two or three different places and cashed, like, hit the jackpot on all three of them. I'm like, how much? I mean, it's not it's, that much money. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Okay, but he's yeah. like, he's doing it routinely. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. You definitely have something figured out. It's now. weird about how much you bet is like kind of how it flips up on you. Because I've seen a couple of people do it. I've seen people like at, you know, podunk bars in the yeah. South just like throw their whole social security check in. And then one person will come up right behind them, throw a dollar in yeah. and then hit like a freaking. <laughs> well, the point, of, the point of all this is, is that my bookie actually runs in a legit casino yeah it's not sketchy it's not like the horse racing thing yeah. like you said so get off the couch and get in the game with mybookie.com and turn your love of sports into your new side hustle head to mybookie.com today and use the promo code drinking bros to get your first deposit uh doubled instantly up to one thousand dollars and start winning today bet anything anytime anywhere with mybookie at mybookie.com uh next up i gotta ask um did we sign the wrong dudes uh well yes um <laughs> 
And what I mean by that when I say, or re-sign the wrong dudes, what I mean by that is everyone talks about it uh, as like the biggest probably storyline of the Braves uh, second half last year where the moves that Alex Anthopoulos made. Right. Right. Bringing in Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, uh, bringing back Adam Duvall, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Eddie Rosario as well. Those four guys basically were slapped in and filled the outfield hole left by Acuna and Marcelo Zuna. and they went off both in the regular season and then even more so in the playoffs. We won a World Series. Rosario won the uh, you know NLCS MVP. Mm-hmm. Solaire won the World Series MVP. <laughs> there is no Division Series MVP, but Jock Peterson was the MVP Certainly, of that Brewers yeah. series. Um, and a lot of Braves fans last October. I mean, I remember I remember texting my brother Pat, who's a huge Braves fan like I am. Uh, <laughs> Patrick actually just at one point texted me. It was just like resigned everybody. Like, just bring them all back. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, but obviously there's not room. No, there's uh, not. And the Braves knew uh, that Michael Harris would come up this this year. Yes. Uh, honestly, I don't know why they bothered not starting him in the majors. I guess if you have Rosario, we may as well try and roll with it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Acuna was out. So now that Acuna is a regular fixture in the outfield, I think that's probably what they were waiting on to bring him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's up now, and he's, he looks pretty good. He's still adjusting a little bit to the major league uh, to major league pitchers, but <clears throat> he's hit the ball hard a, a, a couple of times. He uh, had his first RBI. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. against Arizona, I think he had his uh, first RBI. Well, yeah, against Arizona, but he had one last night too. Okay, and he hit a the the double he hit off the wall last night would have been a home run in every other major league park. <laughs> um, but Arizona's Arizona, right? Yeah. So, um, I understand the crowd out there. But, uh, you know, you couldn't have predicted what happened to Rosario. No, Rosario going blind, like literally kind of, is fucking weird. Yeah, but, you know, it's like if you look at him versus Peterson, I'm not sure why you would choose him because they're the same age. Mm -hmm. um, Both left-handed hitters. Both mediocre defenders. uh, Both mediocre defenders, yeah. Um, Both... Uh, Jock strikes out a little bit more against left-handed pitching, but mm-hmm. they they both hit in the two sixties against lefties. So yeah. it's not like they, they don't really give much up to lefties. Yeah, they're not. It's not like uh, and and Jock's a two sixty eight hitter anyways, two seventy right. hitter. Uh, Rosario's about the same. Like he's had some years that are better, but he's like a two sixty to two seventy five hitter. Um, so it's not like they're well outside of the mean. Uh, when it comes to uh, that that particular split, so it's not a handicap if there's a left-handed pitcher. Um, Rosario's on-base percentage is a fucking joke, though, right? Right. Like it's way that that's the one move that doesn't make any sense to me why they went for him instead of Jock. And well, and I guess Rosario it was this way too because he was an energetic guy and stuff like that. But I mean, Jock Peterson, we don't win that World Series with, without Jock Peterson in the locker room. No, like we just literally don't do it. And I, when we let Jock go, my first thought was just like, I think we're going to fucking miss him. Even Mm. if he has like a mediocre 20 home run season, you know what I mean? Which is a little below what he usually Mm. does. I think we're going to just miss having him. Yeah. I mean, he's a, look, Rosario is a good clubhouse personality too. He is for sure. uh, I don't know. Jock just seemed like the better choice to me. And we, I think we said that at the time we would rather have Jock Peterson. Yeah. Um, As great as Eddie Rosario was in the NLCS because I've seen. But that was a blip. Right. I mean, Jock Peterson does the same thing every single year. Every October. So yeah, definitely in October. And that's, that's the kind, that's like, uh, you don't, you don't trade Craig Council. Right, mm-hmm. even if you just keep him as a utility infielder on the bench, you don't get rid of him. You don't get rid of Robert Ori. You know right. what I mean? The, these guys find championships somehow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a huge fucking mistake. Now, I mean, and Peterson, look, <clears throat> like I just said, by the way, it's like, yeah, I could live with Peterson. You know, having like a little bit below average year. Peterson's on fucking fire. Yeah, he has twelve home runs, one sixty <clears throat> WRC plus. I mean, he's one of the best hitters in the league right now. Yeah, uh, one of the best power hitters for sure he's producing runs yeah at the highest well he, he's probably in the what top five for wrc plus i would i would assume the leader right now is probably in the 180s 190s and i think there might still be someone over two because it's mm. still early enough well the other one the other person here is Jorge Soler, and i don't think there was any scenario where they could have kept him unfortunately because they had marcel locked into that three plus one contract yes and in a lot of ways uh, Jock is like 11th in WRC plus something like that. Um, mm. 
But uh, in a lot of ways, too, people think of Ozuna and Soler as kind of the same player, right? I mean, statistically speaking, that is true, although Soler is quite a bit better at defense. I don't know how you couldn't be. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not. But and, I mean, he's, he's quite a bit better. He strikes me as far less dumb. Uh, yeah. I like mean, I, he's, when I say, actually, I, that's a, a bad way to phrase that because I don't think he's dumb at all. Whereas no. Marcelo Ozuna, Ozuna is like demonstrably stupid. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, I, I don't know uh, a whole lot about the economics of baseball as far as, I know the salary cap is kind of just a suggestion. It's, right? Yeah, it's a luxury tax, like, blah, blah, you, yeah, blah. Which, just, by the way, every team can afford to pay. Yeah. Especially the Braves coming off of... Uh, coming off of the World Series and all the attendance that comes with that, plus like the 20 extra or 10, 15 extra games that comes with the playoffs. Uh, and I believe right now they're in top five in attendance in baseball yeah. per game. I mean, if, if Major League Baseball is able to suspend Trevor Bauer for two and a half years, basically... Um, I'm sure the Braves could have uh, cut him uh, loose. Cut him loose. So that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, cut him loose, keep Solaire. Yeah, and that, that would have been a that would have been better. And also, we wouldn't. Have, I like. I don't like Ozuna. I, I don't think he's a good person. He's he's fucking lazy mm-hmm. and stupid and chokes his wife. Right. Those are three examples. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of any of those things. He doesn't seem like he, he, he seems he to be one of those people that that enjoys being the benefactor of a good team, but doesn't do a whole lot in the way of mentoring people or contributing to any of that shit. I they seem to like to pal around with him. Like if you remember in 2020, especially like everybody liked him. Yeah, on right. The bench and stuff like but that. But you would probably enjoy going out for beers with George W. Bush too, but you don't want him on your team. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, at least I certainly don't. So yeah, it's it's fucking dumb, man. Yeah, and, and and Solaire was it's even I mean one twenty three WRC plus eleven home runs mm-hmm. and just man I remember when we made all those signings last year a lot of people were excited about Jock and 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 uh, stuff like that and mm-hmm. a lot of people were just excited about bringing back Adam Duvall um, which I was too but my that one I was the most excited for was Jorge Solaire because yeah. that dude he's electric when he hits when he crushes a baseball I mean yeah. when he connects. And Ozuna is, is kind of the same way in that he obliterates baseballs when he gets good wood on, but it's not like Solaire even. The, the, line drives, the line drive home runs that guy was hitting last year, yeah. I mean, that, the, the team really turned when Solaire got there. Yeah. As much as like, Peterson got there and Rosario was on the IL, it was nice to have Duvall back, but Solaire was the one that really like, we started moving forward when putting that bat in the lineup, I think he was batting second most of the end of the year, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, like he was getting on base, like he was just terrifying and dangerous. Uh, or no, I'm not. I'm sorry, he wasn't batting. He was batting first. Yeah, he was batting leadoff for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I know this is like hindsight and stuff like this, but I remember even at the time, I was kind of a wash on Rosario, but I was like, God damn, dude! Like, I really, really, really want to find a way to bring back Soler and Peterson. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick them in order i probably would have picked uh peterson and Solaire just for the lefty bat for the mm-hmm. extra lefty in the outfield but either one would have been nice um again i think Solaire that's just complicated probably would have kept him if if that opportunity had arisen mm-hmm. but jock peterson signed like a one-year seven million dollar deal he keeps signing one years because he's playing for a long term oh well, he's kind of run out of time but uh yeah he's playing for a one last big contract, which good for him. I hope he gets it. I mean, I feel like the Braves could have handled signing him, doing everything else that they did, and still signing him to a one-year, seven million dollar deal. I'm pretty sure they could have afforded that. What I think they couldn't promise him was starting like 140 games, which uh, seems dumb. I mean, maybe I don't know. They knew that Okuna was going to miss the first month, at least in the outfield, right? Well, so, and I didn't mention Adam Duvall on this list because they actually really didn't have a choice. They needed to keep Duvall. Yeah. Uh, because the outfield defense was, a, like, there was no one else. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, even right now, uh, if, if they put Heredia in left field every day, which I don't think is going to happen because Contreras is hitting too well to keep him out of that DH spot, so you, you got to throw yeah. Zina out there. But when uh and by the way heredia has been on an offensive tear which might be the first in the history of his career because he's not very good offensively or at least hasn't been uh so far 
Uh, but Harris is a fucking gold glover. Yes. For sure. Like Thank he, God there's he, someone out there finally. Yeah. He will, he will, uh, don't be surprised if sometime, like if even as soon as next year, he doesn't win a gold glove. Cause that dude, I mean, not only does he make all the plays and he has a, he has a cannon for an arm too, but he makes great plays like every other game. Yeah. It seems I think like he's got like two or three really yeah. good diving catches so far, including one that was barehanded weirdly. Although I think that was more on the dive. Yeah, he dove and caught it like he was he's left-handed, so he's trying to catch it like this and instead of turning his glove over where he couldn't see it, right? Where he couldn't see the ball yeah. go in, he just used his hand to palm it into the glove, yeah. which probably doesn't feel great cuz I think no. the exit velocity of that ball is probably 95 to 100 <laughs> miles per hour. Uh anyways, yeah, he's he's a definite upgrade out there. And these things will shake out. I mean, the the real uh issue from my perspective is ozuna because there's what two more did he sign a four plus one or a three plus one three three plus one so this would be the second year of yeah. a three plus one i mean honestly i would just cut him and eat next year's salary at this point that's what i'm saying like i kind of wish they would have done that and just taken so just eat the shit first yeah. off you probably made 30 million dollars in fuck or well so let's get yeah, 20 million so because 10's already eight yeah. i guess probably made 20 million dollars in fucking alcohol sales during the playoffs alone yeah you can you can handle it you can take, you can eat that shit, and then if the team's better, you make more money. I, it's just, it, that always drives me insane. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got pretty bad FOMO with that. Uh, I do not have FOMO though, even though I, it was weird. I, I watched the Dodgers Mets last night, rooting for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It was nice to root for Freddie Freeman again, uh, even in for a day. But I still hate looking at him in a Dodgers uniform or any other uniform. Like it just, yeah. it's just fucked up. <laughs> but. At least Matt Olson is a fucking doubles god. Yeah, he's uh, he may he currently he's on pace to break the record for doubles. Yeah, he's got like twenty two, twenty three, yeah. something like that. Just in, I remember seeing that stat the other day. I didn't realize it yeah. and texting you and being like, "What the fuck? How is I, this possible?" He's. I think his swing is just. It's either the squishy ball or his swing is just off a little bit. Like the launch angle is not right because mm-hmm. he's hitting. He's get, a lot. A lot of these doubles are fucking. Uh, uh, heavy top spin yeah which is not how he's hit in his career so far yeah so maybe his swings a little bit off or something i don't know but um you know a double's a double and he's the record is 67 i think he's on pace for 69 right now but you know it's fucking june so right we'll see what happens uh and so olsen was a little bit um i guess cold or whatever for Mm -hmm. a while but over the last month 124 WRC plus, four homers, 17 RBI. I mean, he's, he wasn't cold for very long. And uh, his uh, batting average on balls in play is like pretty well below. Uh, not pretty well below. It's 280, so it's, it's a little below. So there's a little lack of luck, too. What's weird is I actually don't really even know how he has that, even that good of a WRC plus, because his on base is 340 and his slugging is only 460. Like, he's not, I don't know where the numbers are coming from to how make How many him. runs is he scoring? I mean, he's walking a lot, right? He scored uh, 10 runs. I mean, not, not walking that much, really. Hmm. But he's, I think when he connects with the ball, he's just, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Olsen's look great. Dansby Swanson. Is, yeah, he's been tearing it up, too. He is, he is a dark, dark horse candidate hmm. for MVP right now, I kind of feel like, between the defense and the fact that, uh, I mean, again, 137 WRC+. Plus. And, dude, I fucking love, I think I talked about this last episode, but I fucking love... That they were like, at one point, they were just like, hey, Dansby, you're pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Steal bases. Yeah. Now he's pretty much got a green light all the time. It yeah. Seems. He's had eight stolen bases for the year already. <laughs> I mean, he's on pace for like 30 stolen bases, if not more. Yeah. Uh, he's been freaking great. And then um, I'm really happy that Riley's on fire again. He's yeah, your, he's your is, guy. This is the second... Uh the second, well, the third, I guess, streak, because he started out the season pretty hot, too. So yeah. he's, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. He had a baby in between and then got really hot after that. And then who knows how that's affecting him. But, um, yeah, he's been exceptional lately. I think he's hitting 500 over the last 10 games or some shit like that or 400 or something. I don't, right. I don't remember. But, yeah, he looks really good. Um, and... You know, I, I still don't think the Braves have a clubhouse leader. It doesn't feel like it to me. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's that one guy that everybody turns to. I mean, you want it to be your best player, but Acuna is not that guy. No. Like, he's just out there playing baseball and having fun. Yeah. Um, Albies has tried to take on that role a little bit, 
but I'm not sure how you seriously people are going to take a five foot six guy. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, you, know? you saw Ozuna basically not listen to him after Albies yeah. yelled at him for his <clears throat> shitty base running. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, but, but Riley looks really good and elite defender. I mean, I, he's, he's like, I feel bad for him because he's kind of like the Knicks in the 90s. Like, they have yeah. a great team, but Nolan, uh, Nolan Arenado is going to win all the gold gloves. Right, right, right. Way. Probably for another three or four years, which sucks, but I think Riley will eventually... He'll, get, he'll sneak one in there. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll, he'll kind of get like a Freddie Freeman gold glove. Yeah. Because Goldschmidt, both Cardinals now, but yeah. Goldschmidt was taking all the gold gloves for a while. Yeah. I mean, r- not wrongfully. Like, he's yeah. a great fielder. But... uh yeah, I think Riley will sneak away. It'll, honestly, it'll be a year where Arenado's either old or just randomly gets hurt. Yeah. And misses like 70 games or some <clears> bullshit <throat> like that. Probably, yeah. Um, on to uh, a little bit of uh, league-wide news. I'm going to go uh, second one first here, actually. Uh, Joe Girardi, fired by the Phillies. Dan, how you doing? Holding up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's rough. Yeah. I don't understand. It's a tough scene right now. I don't understand. Uh, so Dave Dombrowski is the general manager there, right? Um, we all know about him. Like he started. Where did he start his career? Was it was it in Boston? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't remember. Anything. No, he was, was Washington. Maybe. Yeah, he was it with the White Sox way back in the day. Okay, but like I mean, his first like executive role, like serious role, because he was with Boston from night fifteen to nineteen. He was with the Tiger. Oh, the Tigers. That's right. Oh, he built those Tigers teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he was with the Marlins as well from ninety three to two thousand one. So through there, he was there for fi- the fi- first fire, yeah. first World Series and fire sale, and he drafted the second World Series. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the more accomplished dudes as far as general managers go in baseball history. I mean, there's quite a few championships. Uh, well, one that he could take credit for, one that he can kind of take credit for, and I suppose another one from Boston. Um, but this, this doesn't make sense for me. Yeah, right? I don't understand. What, what is Girardi's fault here? I don't know. I mean, maybe they want to. Maybe they've got a guy internally that they think is better to manage them through. So, you know, remember in uh, Godfather Two when Michael sends Homeboy away, mm-hmm. Tom away. He's like, "This isn't time for you. This is wartime. We need a wartime consigliere." Right? Yeah. Maybe that's what they're. That that's the idea. Because like different, you need different people to manage different types of situations. Joe Girardi is a is an upper tier manager. Yeah. Uh, not somebody to take. And look, this isn't, they haven't exactly set themselves up for a rebuild either, unless what I said earlier is the case, which is that uh, Schwarber and Castellanos were, were brought in as trade bait, right? But I can't imagine why you would do that when you have no. uh, uh, Real Muto that you just resigned, Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper, all kind of in their prime. Like that's three major pieces that are all kind of in their prime. And right, and I was saying we were saying before the show, it's not like the Nationals rebuilding with Soto, who's like a baby. Yeah, right. So you yeah. you have time with Soto. You don't have time with Castellanos, with Schwarber, with uh, with Harper, um, with fucking Real Muto. Like those guys are. It's now. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense if that was the case. So, and again, this is the roster you built for Girardi. We said this before the show too. If you're going to fire Joe Girardi, do it for choking away the division last year. Yeah. Don't do it two months into this fucking season. I, I mean, honestly, I, I still don't understand uh, why they decided to do it now. He's, they, they've, what's their, is this their fucking, uh, their salary, $233 million? Right. For this team, it seems like Dombrowski is the one that should lose his job. Right? I mean, you built the fucking team. Girardi's just got to use it. So who's taking over? Uh, Delco, do you know who's, gonna take over is there an interim guy or do they have somebody in mind i think they just have the fanatic manager <laughs> <laughs> gritty he's yeah. coming over jesus christ man i, I mean th- this is like uh rob thompson as interim manager he was the bench coach okay uh, maybe there was some some guff between girardi and the front office he is kind of a cunt um as you know, when the all the 
checking the pitcher for sticky substances started right he he was one of the first people to to try to use it to get in a pitcher's head Mm -hmm. right which is that's a real cunt move i mean it's pathetic honestly um he's also this isn't really this is kind of a college football way to look at it but he's not dombrowski's guy yeah like he was there i think before dombrowski was yeah, maybe maybe he had a plan to bring in maybe uh uh Jim Lear or not Lear, it's uh Jim uh what's his name? Leland. Leland is coming back. He's seven thousand years old. That'd be sick. He had him in, in Detroit for all those years. Yeah. Um just maybe, ripping heaters in the dugout again. Uh Felipe Alou is coming back to coach. <laughs> is he alive? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Who else from I guess Well Frank Robinson is dead, so maybe we can have yeah. him. <clears throat> um yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like Dombrowski is the one that put this team together, and he. What, what, here's what we knew coming into the season. Is what we talked about during the preview. Phillies have a lot of potential offense, right? Mm-hmm. But offense, it, it, it fucking uh, uh, Gibbs and Wayne's, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> decent pitching. Good, Fr- a great one too. Front end at the rotation, extremely good, yeah. right? Which you can make. You can make hay with that. Um, good closer, mm-hmm. right? Um, defense is really, really bad. Awful. So, um, you know, that's that. Would, Dombrowski did all of that. Now, maybe they have a plan where it's we're going to go find this manager and we're going to trade these people for this type of talent or whatever the fuck. Here's our three year plan. Yeah, and he sold it to the organization. I don't know, but this, as it stands right now, it doesn't make any sense. But I just want to be clear that Dombrowski has a great resume of making extremely smart long-term baseball decisions. Right? Yeah, it's, and, look, it's the type of thing where it's like it's not, it's not his fault that those Tigers teams never won a World Series. No, they got pretty fucking close, too. Like He yeah. put together some great teams over there. You're talking about uh, Verlander, Max Scherzer in the same rotation, along with uh, uh, who else was in like the 20... 20- 14 oh, they Tigers. had. They ended up having four Cy Young winners because Doug Fister was there. Yeah, Doug Fister, Verlander was there, uh, Scherzer was there, and David Price was there. Like good David Price. I mean, that's it's fucking ridiculous. And they had prime Miguel Cabrera. Even in their shitty rate, uh, shitty years, they had Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez, who's serviceable. Oh, that's it. They they added a f- that the they they had five Cy Young winners in that rotation because Robbie Ray was there. So as yeah. of last year, when he won the Cy yeah. Young last year, they added a fifth Cy. I mean, Young it's winner. ridiculous the amount of talent that was on that team. And they had them all together for a good. Like, if you're a general manager, the most, the best you can hope for is apex talent from three to five years. Five, if you're lucky, three is your sweet spot, yeah. though, right? And he's done that with three different franchises. One of them twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, if you if you count the Marlins, what are they? Are they won in 2003? Yeah. So, so he draft. I mean, he drafted those yeah. guys. Miguel Cabrera, who he then traded for or signed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And by the way, he. Another thing worth noting, um, so Scherzer was on the Tigers. Scherzer got good on the Tigers. So when he yeah. acquired Scherzer, Scherzer wasn't worth much. No. And but he saw he he was like, no, this guy's a fuck this yeah. guy's fucking legit. Like Dombrowski's good, so I think he long term I I, tr- I would trust him. Yeah, I mean if you're a Phillies fan, you've got to be kind of irritated right now, but definitely hopeful. I would say as early as next year. I mean, they're not missing much. Yeah, yeah, boy, howdy, am I just like, <laughs> furious right now. Um, no Phillies fans care until the playoffs, really. I mean, would you even care if they made the play? Like, if they were like, if they went on a run, they get all the way to the NLCS, would you start tuning in and being like, fuck yeah? I, the minute we're in the playing game, yes. Okay. I'm in. Fair enough. I'm just thinking about the other managers. That- this is, by the way, this is the second time he's been fired for no reason. Like, because... Like he he was fired. He took the Yankees to the NLCS in twenty or ALCS yeah. in twenty seventeen. Well, so he, it could be that he's an asshole. It could be, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, it's very possible. So, uh, who's the Red Sox manager from fifteen to nineteen? It was Francona, right? No, he was before that. When did he leave to go to? He got fired uh, from the Phillies. No, no, no Frank from, the Red, from the Red Sox. It was okay. Farrell, who, uh, John Farrell. Oh, John Farrell. So like a qu- quiet, pretty professional guy. Yeah. And Jim Leland, who is other than getting kicked out of games for doing stupid shit, but he's an old school manager. Like he, it seems like, and, and Felipe Alou, definitely old school. That dude's like a thousand years old. Um, wouldn't, 
wouldn't it be fun if if old Dusty Baker makes his way over to the Phillies uh, or Joe Madden or somebody like that? You know what I mean? It's it's going to be an old school guy. Yeah, I, I think, and it'll probably be a pretty like he he's. Uh, Alou was at. Wasn't he the coach of that Marlins team? He was at uh, one of them. In, in Montreal before. Yeah, I think, for the first one in '97. Yeah, was he's '87. Yeah, he, I mean, I'm not saying they're going right, to be bad. Right, right. What I'm saying is, it's going to be somebody like that. Somebody because he, the other guys that he's brought over, like yeah, that. yeah. It, it's somebody that's going to have a lot of experience as a manager, a lot of success as a manager. It looks and, like he also gave. Uh, well, I don't know what he did with the White Sox. Um, I mean, that was Larusa back then, right? Yes. Oh, but he was an administrative assistant, so no. Uh, the Marlins was his first, uh, his first real job, I think. Yeah, yeah. But he, I mean, that was a real job because within four years he had him uh, in the World Series and winning. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm, I'm curious. Um, so Jim, he hired Jim Leland in Florida too. Yeah, and then Alou, I believe he that. basically took a lot of those Florida dudes over with him to Detroit. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Jim Leland's in play. He's, uh, 77 and he retired a long time ago. He retired in 2013. He's looked 77 for 20 years. Yeah. I always remember him with the pirates smoking heaters in the dugout. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know who's available. I don't really keep up with baseball managers. It's not the same, you know, it's not like a football coach Mm -hmm. or something like that. It is, you know, there obviously you can make good hires. Like we think that the Mets uh, hiring, um, fuck, I'm blank, blanking on his name. Beltran? No, 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 no. The current manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buck Bobby, uh, Bobby Valentine's out there. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, Buck Walter's there. I mean, it, Carlos Beltran was supposed to have that job mm-hmm. if he weren't, didn't get wrapped up in all that stupid and honestly, bullshit. And honestly, I think the Mets would not be as good if Carlos Beltran was their manager. I think Buck No, Walter's that team perfect. needs him, yeah, yeah, that particular team. Now, maybe Carlos Beltran is good on a team like the Phillies. Who knows? Yeah. But he, that's not Dombrowski's MO. He doesn't typically go after fucking new coaches that haven't coached before. No. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I, like I said, I still like the and the, the, I still like the way this Phillies team is constructed in so much as I, I like what they did with the options they had. Mm. Um. And there's more playoff spots this year, so fuck it. Why not? Yeah, who knows? I mean, they're going to have to... Re- it looks like Didi Gregorius just isn't going to work out. He's dead. So, like, he's, he's a corpse. They're going to have to do something about that. Um, they're going to have to do something about the outfield defense. Now, they've already moved Harper to DH. They I have. I don't know if they move him somewhere else, but Schwerber and Castellanos both suck in the outfield. Yeah. Like they're not, neither one of those guys is I was very good. Listening to a broadcast the other day, and they were talking about how the uh, Phillies, I forget who coaches their outfielders. Mm-hmm. It's their first base coach, I think. But uh, he is kind of like the Ron Washington of outfield coaches. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it does. Schwerber's a smart guy, so he's usually in the right position, at least, to yeah, field yeah. the ball off the wall. Um, well, and that's the thing. Like, all right, yeah, like you're going to lose something with range, but as long as yeah. you don't have a Marcelo Zuna situation. Well, Nick Castellanos just seems lost out there. Yeah. Like he, I, I don't know. That guy's probably going to end up being a DH within the next couple of years. He's already 30 years old, so he's probably going to be a DH soon. Just put him there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, they've got a lot of pieces. They, it's, they're not far away from being pretty successful. So No, th- we'll I mean, they're, 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 cl- they're two moves away, maybe, mm. or could couple just lucky breaks. Like, I mean, it's. Of, from being competitive, I don't think like with a defense like this in the playoffs, you're probably not. You may win a five game series, but a seven game series, you it, usually get exposed. It's going to add up, yeah. yeah. Especially if that team makes a concerted effort to put the ball in play. Yeah. But that's still a better than what they're going to do this year. So yeah, why not? Don't yeah. let us get hot. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing that happened this past week was this. Um, <clears throat> Situation between Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham. Yeah. Now, they apparently are in a fantasy football league together. Were. Well, yeah. Were. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout's the commissioner of the league. Which? Uh, which is really funny. And I'm sure you've all seen it at this point, but um, before a game between uh, their two teams, they're kind of chit-chatting in the outfield. Tommy Pham seems to be being aggressive, and he just slaps Jock Peterson in the face. Yeah. Because he's upset about what? Um, a meme. So at first, 
it was about they said it was about fantasy football and it kind of was uh tommy fam uh, who i think might be insane uh accused jock peterson of hoarding players on his injured reserve list and jock was like dude you've got he's he's injured so I put him on the injured mm. reserve and then picked up someone to replace him. You literally did the same thing. Like, I can see it on the league activity. Right. Because that's what you do in fantasy football. And then they had a whole, this is all in the group chat, and it's all other MLB players. And Jock, I guess, said, elaborated more on it the next day because Tommy Pham said it was about, like, insulting the Padres or something like that. This is when Pham played for the Padres. Mm. <laughs> and... um I guess Jack Peterson would, like was friends with a couple of the Padres. He had played with them on uh, the Dodgers at some point. So I'm thinking it might be like Machado. And, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and he sent a fucking gif or meme or whatever. Or gif. He sent a gif uh, of three weightlifters. And like one of them fa- like struggles or drops it and fucks up. It's like a funny gif. Mm. And the LA and San Francisco uh, team things were on top of the two successful yeah. ones. And then the Padres was on, the, on top of the shitty one. Uh, and Tommy Pham was like, "Yo, I don't know you like that," and like, "You can't don't say that shit." Like, I take that personally, or whatever. And Jock was like, "Oh, my bad. It was just a joke. I didn't mean to. Uh, sorry if I offended you. Like, I, I just sorry." Like, was like pretty chill about it. Yeah. And then Tommy Pham held. By the way, this was all happening while Jock Peterson was playing in the 2020 World Series. Okay. This was all happening during the World Series that Jock Peterson was in. And then anyway, Tommy Pham just fucking held on to that for two years and slapped him in the face. Seems reasonable. Uh, Just for Jock's case, um, the Padres in July of last year were 12 and 14, in August 11 and 15, September 6 and 19. So, uh, yeah, they fucking tanked towards the end of the season. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, Tom- and they've, they've done that a couple of times now. They're notorious fucking fall off the table kind of people. Oh, 100%. And by the way, this is uh, <laughs> around the exact same time that this happened. I mean, literally the same month, Tommy Pham was uh, repeatedly stabbed in a strip club. So maybe, or I'm sorry, in the parking lot of a strip club. Oh, well, that makes all the difference. Uh, maybe he should just keep his fucking mouth shut. It sounds like he runs his mouth a lot and then he gets his ass kicked. It kind of uh, does. Although he didn't really get his ass kicked here. He just slapped somebody and got a three-game suspension for it. But I really feel like if, if two guys get into a confrontation during the game because of something that's happening in the game and they fight each other, I don't really think they should be... If it's mutual, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody should be suspended for that. I think it's ridiculous that people get suspended for that. Yeah, we're pro hockey yeah. fight here. But if you approach a guy on the field about something that happened off-field, not during gameplay, and you assault him, I feel like three games suspension is a fucking joke. This guy yeah. should have been suspended for the rest of the season. Like he should have been, his, This whole season should have been without pay for him. Like th- That's inexcusable. Why the fuck would Major League Baseball allow that shit? I, it's really bizarre. Like, it really is. Like, he, I know it's a slap, right? I'm not going to be like Judd Apatow on Twitter saying Will Smith could have killed Chris Rock <laughs> and shit like that. But, yeah. like, I mean, it is still technically assault. Yeah. Over an, like, over a private incident yeah. or a private situation. Yeah. Like, it is, you're right. It's not game related, like, at fucking all. Three games is nothing no that's a series i mean yeah. that's a that's like you might get that off for having quad tightness and by the way tommy fam not that good he might not have even played all three games yeah fair enough but uh, it, he is on the reds i guess so yeah. uh, who the fuck else do they have uh no one although they've been pretty good lately but yeah it's <clears throat> um the funny thing about this is fam when he came back from his suspension told reporters um that he's over it but that Mike Trout could have solved it because he's the lead commissioner. Like, dude, you're a grown fucking man. Right. Like, you can't manage your emotions enough that you don't physically assault somebody for something they said or a meme. No. Like, you can't control yourself. <laughs> you need a good commissioner. And it, it, it is in a reflection of Mike Trout as a leader. <laughs> this is why the Angels you're never just, make the playoffs. You're mad because he didn't come back to Philly. Well, yeah. I understand. I would be too. Yeah fucking bitch won't be successful he's just gonna pimp out his he'll pump his stats they'll be inflated they'll mean nothing because he won't win anything because he's a bad leader he's he's the russell westbrook of baseball yes oh no come on now (laughs) 
come on now. He's actually good in the clutch. And I, I, if I, if you had a three point shooting contest right now between Mike, Mike Trout, Trout and what Russell Westbrook, Mike Trout will win a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, he's also his OPS. Like we're we're through two months of the season. His OPS is still over a thousand. Mm. I mean, it's fucking stupid. I'm really really happy that uh i was able to draft him in the second yeah. in the second round yeah provided he stays healthy this year he's already missed quite a few games yeah well I mean, not quite a few no he's been in most games i think that's why he drops so i mean he's right now i think i saw the other day he's the betting leader for mvp in the american league makes sense he's, uh, he's missed like six or seven games which right? is whatever you you, he, you can easily win the mvp with uh you know 140 150 games yeah um yeah well that's all i fucking got for today yeah let's get out of here.